Welcome to the Amateur Meal Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Rosie and Sinead, and we are just, just trying. trying. Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to untangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average non-famous mums who live average non-famous lives. Although if we get famous, we're not complaining. And we're going to open up our own nightclub in Leicester that is for good dancing. Where you can dance, where you can dance before 1am. <laughs> where you can dance before 1am to good music. Yeah, where people aren't juxtaposing KTB with I like to move it, move it. So <laughs> this was one of my... Hang on, let me just open my notebook. My This, this is one of my points of interest. Okay. Is the DJ last night. We're going to yeah. talk about last night. The lot. most unhinged man in Leicester. <laughs> Apart from the apart from the skinhead on cocaine, <laughs> apart from him, yeah, yeah, no, he was he, the most unhinged, wasn't he? He was the most unhinged, and the man Ugh. that tried to flirt with me by just placing a bottle of Corona in my face. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun, and then he just loitered for a bit, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got I have got three points of interest okay. that are relatable to last night. Mm-hmm. So first of all, do you want to explain to the listeners what happened last night? Uh, me and Rosie went out last night. Yes. That's um, why well, I sound like a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> me and Rosie, well, me and Rosie and our friends went out yesterday afternoon, actually, is yes. probably more of a yeah, yeah. more accurate term. There were still kids, like, running about as we were drinking cocktails and yeah, smoking we cigarettes. Yeah, we were like, children shouldn't be allowed out in public. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just because we were there without our children, we then decided that no we children came, became anti-child. Yeah, completely anti-child. Um, yeah, we started at three o'clock, drank quite a lot of cocktails. So at this point, we've got to point out this is a big shower. I know we do like our love and loathes right mm-hmm. of the week at the end, but this is like a love at the beginning. Yeah, because. Every single time we go into town, we end up being the the worst possible customers in Bodega. And they're oh, yeah, always yeah. so accommodating and lovely. So nice to us. They're always amazing. And we always go in and go, we don't know what we want. What We know we want cocktails, but we don't know how many we want or what sort of cocktail we want. But we want them now. Um, and also we would like some food, but we're not sure what food we want. But we also want the food now. Yeah. And we've done that. At least three times, I think, as, as a group. Absolutely. I think they're going to start... They're going to instate a policy where they're like, if this gaggle of drunken mums... A gaggle of mums, that's what they call them, don't they? A gaggle of enters mums. our restaurant, just yeah. tell them there's no seats available. Either that, or they need to have a new policy, which is, if you see a gaggle of mums entering and... Choose what they want for them. Like, yeah, just just put cocktails on the table. Just be like, here's your table, here's your cocktails. And then we'll go, Cheers. Yeah. And then, because then, the other thing that we did, I don't know if you remember this, but at the end, the guy came to take our bit, like, take our money. And then we sort of went, where are we going to go now? Where should we go now? We started asking the waiter as if we weren't even from the UK. <laughs> we were going, where should we go? Where's good to go? Like, And then I was like, I, I was born in Leicester. I have lived here. I've lived here for most 30, of my life. 35 years. And and we're asking this guy, like, oh, where's good to go on a, on a Saturday evening? And he was going, oh, you could try this place. And we were like, yeah, we know where all those places are. Yeah, we've because been to we're them from here. Lots of times. 
No, the thing I remember most about paying the bill at Bodega was that Bex panicked and just threw her card. At yes, the man. she threw that. She threw her debit card at the man. Yeah, Bodega guys, I, whoever's in charge of of. Oh yeah, Bodega. and at one point we all randomly decided we were gonna do self makeovers out of Bex's makeup bag. Yes, but she got out and placed on the table like I, an idiot. I put quite a lot of glittery glittery shit on my face. Yeah. The shout out to so the, whoever is in charge of Bodega, they need to like really. I mean, I don't know. They might be paying their stuff really, really well. But if they're mm-hmm. not, then they really need to look at it because their staff are always so nice, so good, and yeah. And the cocktails are also great. The cocktails are incredible, and the food is like the best nachos ever. Yeah. Well done, Bodega. Um, okay, so we went out last night. We did cocktails, lots of cocktails, lots more cocktails, and more cocktails. And then we went to O'Neill's and you had a pint of water. Oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot about O'Neill's. <laughs> oh my God, we went to O'Neill's. We went to O'Neill's because we saw a band setting up and we went, well, we want music and we want dancing. There was nobody near the band. In yeah. fact, I think every single person in there was Even the band wasn't near the band. Even the band weren't near the band. But they were called Freudian Slippers. They were called Freudian Slippers and they told us that they would be worth the wait. They weren't, but we didn't we even did. wait. <laughs> we didn't wait. And... Um, yeah, we went into O'Neill's thinking that it was going to be like Party Central, but it was just loads of people watching rugby. Yeah. And then I had to try and explain the rules of rugby to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I was also really pissed and I had a pint of water. And Bex kept going, it's a touchdown. She was going, touchdown. <laughs> that was quite funny. And Rosie was like, it's not a touchdown. It's not a touchdown. It's a try, actually. And then after a try, you can do a conversion. I was trying to do the point system and then I realised I'd forgotten everything. So we went to O'Neill's, that was stupid. And then we went to, was this more stupid? Quite possibly. We went to the Queen of Bradgate. Yeah. We, were, we walked past and someone, I can't even remember who it was, went, there's people dancing in there. Yes. Because we were following the music. So for people who aren't from Leicester, the Queen of Bradgate is basically like a pub, right? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a British pub. Yeah. But for some reason, and I never knew this was a thing about Queen of Bradgate, is that on a Saturday night, it's also a, a club. Apparently so. Apparently it's a club with a dance floor and a DJ. But because it's a pub that was also a club, and the music the guy was playing was fucking insane, it meant that the clientele of the pub was so eclectic like i can't get my little head around it it looked like it felt to me like they were hosting the leicester bold man convention (laughs) and all of the all of their daughters had come as well yeah there was lots of young girls that were young very beautiful women and not even just old bold men just bold bold men men of all ages so many bold men a disproportionate number of bold men the ratio of bold men to other customers was like four customers to a bold man but not even that but like the ratio of men to women was insane complete sausage fest complete it was so weird wasn't it it was weird really strange like there were there were hardly any women in comparison although at one point beth did say to me are you sure they're not just a lot shorter than all the men (laughs) you can't see them And I was like, no, I hadn't worked, I hadn't put that into my maths, to be honest. Um, so we had a dance. Yes. And the guy, the DJ was playing like kind of dancey tunes. Yeah. Half and then of which of I didn't sort of, know. Yeah, me either. But there there was one point, so it was dance, 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 and then <laughs> and we all started giving ourselves whiplash with our hair flicks. <laughs> that was fun. And then more dance tunes that I didn't know, a couple I did know. 
Insomnia by Faithless? Insomnia by Faithless! I forgot he played that! And I was going, this is a tune. Then he played a few more he didn't know. And then the beat dropped. I'm not going to do it. Can I do it? <laughs> Intro's around. No, I've lost it. I've lost it. Anyway, it was Katie B. Um, what's the song called? What's the song called? I fucking can't remember, Rosie. <laughs> that one. <laughs> what's it called? Anyway, what a tune. Yeah. That was so good. I was like, I'm, I'm happy now. I feel like I've, uh, I've. That's made my night that we've come dancing and I got to dance to that song. And then jump and scare. Then... <laughs> I like to move it. <laughs> that was the next song. I don't. It was fucking insane to go from katie b to that song what's that song called i like to move is it, it, move it? not chew it chew it it's not from the chew, it's the chew it advert isn't it um <laughs> but like he didn't even try to mix it no no he no. didn't try to mix it smoothly he just went fuck it they're all fucked he was no just like knows. i'm just i'm just gonna play this song. i'm just gonna play this song now i don't know what what, what... i felt like i'd entered a parallel universe and at that point we went shall we go outside and we swiftly left the queen of bracket and then we went to another bar where so we bumped into my friend inner so inner is one of my very old school friends she's wonderful and her uni friend sophie so it was just by chance that we saw them in one of the cocktail bars and then we went back to wiggerson's house and we saw them again so they came for one more drink with us mm -hmm. so this brings me on to the second and third case in point yes of the evening okay. so there's two things we're going to discuss one is related to inner i'll start with that one because uh -huh. the third the third one is you the third one is me the third one's you so the second the second uh case in point is me and inner being able to relive the moment where um so inner had her hen party in brighton and her butler in the buff stole all our money <laughs> <laughs> We had a very, very mediocre butler in the buff who was found on Gumtree by Sophie, who was with us. So she was able to give us a bit more insight into the uh, into the dynamic. And he came and he was a very mediocre butler in the buff, but lovely. Quite posh, actually, I seem to remember. Had a chat with us afterwards. So lovely he stole all your money. And we all woke up the next morning. None of us were quite friends yet because we we're all in little groups from different places. And none of us wanted to... Um, suggest for a second that someone might have stolen cash from us uh luckily it wasn't one of the other girls but it was the butler in the buff and sophie because she's an absolute maverick managed to get him to come back and bring it back but he said he owed money for, owed money to a drug dealer but she would she really um i remember hearing her on the phone and she really laid into him and he came back with it or some of it can't remember so i just thought i'd relive that story on on the pod because it's funny it is very funny we had a great time um and then the third case in point because we were telling stories i think that's a public service announcement don't hire a butler in the buff off of gumtree yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah I'm, I'm simply giving you some very good advice if you're planning a hire handu, a corporate butler in the buff yeah i mean we don't we don't like capitalism we don't like big money and all that but when it comes to butlers in the buff don't go for the independent Don't businessman. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he go. might owe money to a drug dealer for drugs. Straight to chain, right? You want to go chain? You want your you want your Tesco butler in the buff? I want butler in the buff corp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so we were telling stories last night, and then um, the third case in point came up. Sinead, can you please tell me about getting locked in the toilet of Duffy's, please? <laughs> 
And what did you use to get out? <laughs> right, so this is a long... I can't remember if I've told the story, because we need to... We need to set, set the, the scene. scene, right? Okay, and I can't Sinead, remember if I've already told this story. You have told the podcast listeners about fly kicking your mum down the stairs of Hakamu. <laughs> okay, so and then know. you left. So that's the start of the story. We yeah. know this bit. Then you left Hakamu. Yeah, and I was Continue. walking. the The boy that I was seeing at the time, I was walking him to his lift, um, which was near Duffy's Bar in Leicester. And then I was meant to be going back to meet my mum at Hakamu to get a taxi home. And I was like, oh, I really need a wee. So I stop into Duffy's bar. Sure. Go into the toilet, all seems well. Feels like a safe space. Have my wee. <laughs> Try to exit the toilet. Cannot. Cannot. <laughs> Check my phone to text my mum to say I'm stuck in a toilet. Oh, yeah. Not not a single drop of signal no signal of course not not a drop of it and it wasn't the toilets aren't in downstairs are they they're not in a basement i don't think so i can't really remember i think they're like just at the back like so in the depths of the pool yeah it's like an irish vortex yeah that's why you have no signal so i'd been in hakamu which important to note is a tiki bar was a tiki bar <laughs> no r.i.p no, it's not. Hakamu was a tiki bar. Shut so up. I had a cocktail stick umbrella in my hair as a jaunty did. accessory. Can I just say at this point, I don't want to ruin the story, but was it not for that cocktail st- umbrella in your hair? I might still be in those toilets you now. You could be dead, mate. Mm-hmm. You could I'd be dead. starved to death. God, R.I.P. Hakamu. Because women don't go in there, apparently. No. Because I was banging on the door for 45 minutes trying to get out until I eventually broke my way out with a pound coin and a cocktail stick umbrella. I don't, I still can't, like, I'm, uh, it's amazing that you did it. I still can't work out how you did it. No, neither can I. I don't know how you did it. It's amazing. I think you could work for MI6. If there's any, like... If there's any vacancies, MI6 headhunters listening to this pod. If anyone's listening from, what would you call it? Hey, hey. GCHQ, is that what it's called? That's the one, yeah. If anyone from GCHQ is listening, I'm sure they are. They've probably got us wiretapped <laughs> for crimes against, what, saying horrible things about the king and his fingers? Um, well, anyway, uh, I'm sure I'm sure Sinead would be happy to go over to the dark side and work for MI5. Yeah, I think those skills a great spy, you know. To get out of a shit Irish pub with a cocktail umbrella and a pound coin, you're going places, pal. I know. Aren't you? Yeah, I really It's amazing. Am. Well done. I would make a great spy if it wasn't for the fact that I literally cannot keep one thing about myself a secret. No, me neither. I lo- I'm yeah. addicted to telling people every single detail yeah. of my life. Oh my God, I shouldn't tell you this, but... Um, I'm I absolutely work- going to. <laughs> but I actually work for MI5. Oh, big secret. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Please promise you won't tell anyone. Um, yeah, amazing. Um... Is that all we have to say about last night? There is just one more point that I would like to raise. Oh, God. And it is... <laughs> How hungover I am? That woman that was dressed in the most bizarrely incongruous outfit I have ever seen. Oh, Salsa Girl. Salsa Girl. Possibly Salsa Girl. Yeah, yeah that was so weird, she was wearing it? an extreme crop, not like a cropped at the waist. Boob like cropped. a cropped under the boob, 
biker t-shirt. Yeah, it was like, I'm sure it had like a heavy metal band on it. It definitely had a skull. It had a skull and crossbones, possibly a motorbike. But it stopped at the boob. And then low-waisted turquoise gym leggings, turquoise tie-dye gym leggings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like old grandma... Ballroom dancing shoes. T-bar heels. T-bar heels, yeah. This was the bizarre thing I'd ever seen. And she kept walking around. This was at 3pm, by the way. This wasn't her, this wasn't her evening. Because she wanted everyone to see her outfit. It was very interesting. I thought she must be... I felt like I got the vibes that she's a dancer and she wanted everyone to know she was a dancer. Mm. But that was all she thought about. She didn't consider, actually, that her outfit looked completely batshit. <laughs> like, I didn't have absolutely no cohesion at all. No. Cohesion? Cohesion, that's a word, right? Cohesion. Cohesion, that's the one. They had no cohesion. It was like three different outfits for three different people. It was on one like body. you know that game where you like draw, draw different things yeah, yeah, and then there's a head, a, a body, and yeah. a leg. That's it's, what yes, she looked like. Four different people had drawn her. Yeah. That's what she was. Yeah. She was a four, four person drawing. Yeah, that was really weird. And that then was, there was someone yeah. in stilts. Why were there so many fucking maniacs there was in the man streets in of yesterday? There was a man in stilts, no contacts, just with his mates, just walking down the street. On a pair of bouncy They're stilts. all chatting to him like he's not wearing stilts and he's wearing stilts. If I was walking around town with my friend and they were wearing stilts, I would every other sentence be wearing, be saying, you are wearing stilts, what are you doing, you fucking maniac? And I'd be telling every other person we walked past, he's wearing stilts. They just, they were like, it's like, it's genuinely like I was on an acid trip and that I was the only one that could see a man on stilts and everyone else yeah. was just getting on about their business, not questioning it. They, they weren't even looking at him as if to say like, why do you, you have sk- three foot taller than this? Stilts on, they were just conducting a normal conversation. <laughs> I'd forgotten all of those bits because they were at the start of the night where I wasn't drunk. And then the drunk things happened. And so it's like my bo- my brain sort of got rid of all those memories because it was like, you're going to have to hold on to the ones where you were really pissed and you're watching a skinhead dancing off his tits on cocaine. Yeah, he did. Surrounded by young, like, 14-year-old girls in crop tops <laughs> with glittery hair. So weird. But he was, in all fairness, yeah. to, the, to the cocaine-addled skinhead, he was not being creepy whatsoever. Oh, no. He was just having a day. He was I don't a great think he time. even noticed that there were multiple beautiful young women around him. He was so he was dancing sort of in the doorway, wasn't he? He was really going for it and he's sweating. He was had his Fred Perry on and he was proper stomping. And it was like he in his head, the clash was playing. Yeah. And we were all dancing to Katie B, and he was like punching the air to the clash. Yeah. And I was like, you're not on the same. He literally looked like Bez. He did. Skinhead Bez. Skinhead Bez. This is England Bez. And then all and it, Absolutely not not aware of anyone else around him. No, not. I mean, at good all. for him. He was having a great time. We're not slating him, are we? We're simply no, no. observing. I am a supporter of yeah. coke-addled skinhead. Yeah. If he's doing no harm to anyone else, crack on, pal. Shout yeah. out to you. We shout, love you. Shout out to you. What's his name? Do you think? Um, Probably like a Tony. Tony. Big Tone. Big Tone. Shout out to Big Tone. I hope you had a wonderful <laughs> night. And I hope you got home safely. Yeah. I hope you're not feeling too bad this morning. Yeah. I hope you got some sleep. Yeah. What's your week in one sentence, Sinead? My week in one sentence is... What's mine? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's been a long week. Uh, Tell me about it. All a man needs to do is have a slutty little hoop earring and I am down on my knees. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Just a little thing. 
thin one. Just a little little thin. Just don't really care if it's silver or gold, but just oh, a little God. a little hoop earring. I'm trying to think of famous people that have them that fit. It was inspired by the hot policeman in Woman in the Wall because he has one. Oh, he does. He has like a. Does he have a black one? I think it's like silver, like titanium. What's his name? Is it Dermot McCormack? Daryl McCormack. Daryl McCormack, I think his name is. D. McCormack. D. McCormack. Yeah, he's a very beautiful man and he's Irish. And he has a slutty little hoop earring. And he has a slutty little hoop earring. Yeah, sure. Um, Do you want me to tell you who else has got a slutty hoop earring? Yes. Um, My (laughs) father-in-law. And do you know who used to have a slutty thin hoop earring? Who? My father. (laughs) So get on your knees, girl. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. They've made a comeback. It's that kind of nineties revival, but it still can be quite punky. In fact, I think the singer of Idols has one. Sure, and it would be very on brand. It would be on brand for him to have one. I'm sure every member of Spandau Ballet had one back in the day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweat, sweaty lipped Tony Hadley. <laughs> In his little hoop earring. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't. I can't. The thing is with Spandau Ballet, right? Is I really like their music. They're great. They're like, but like him, it's Tony Hadley, isn't it? Yeah, by far the ugliest member of the band, and most eighties bands in general. I have a point about eighties bands, right? <laughs> I'd say that, like. Maybe not the 80s, but like the 80s and 90s was mm. the last time in popular culture where mm. ugly people were allowed to be famous. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because you look at the like, yeah. the Live Aid video and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. who are all these ugly, boggly like, people? It's like a lineup, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and well, not just the 80s and 90s, because if you think like 60s, look at a picture of the Beach Boys. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they they look like they're all they've all got like blonde bowl haircuts. They look like really, really posh middle class church boys. I have to say, like there are some exceptions, but generally speaking, yeah, I'm trying I to just think don't it. trust blonde men. Oh. Like, why are you as a man having blonde hair? <laughs> I've ever heard. I just, I don't Blonde know man, why. Untrustworthy. All of them. They're so... Aaron Carter. He was weird. You come across them so infrequently. Like, men that have, like... You know how blonde, most kids blonde. have, like, blonde, blonde hair yeah, yeah, and, and then, then their goes, hair goes kind yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah, dirty yeah. blonde as they get older? That's yeah. kind of normal. Yeah. But if you, as a man, still have white blonde hair... What have you been up to? What's happened? Sneaky. And their beards are blonde as well. And... If you look at them from far away, it makes them look like their beard is just the same colour as their skin. Yeah, they've just got a fuzzy face. And I fuzzy don't felt, like it. Fuzzy felt chin. I don't I'm like it. I'm trying to think of blonde men. Like naturally blonde men. Who who are, who are they? Brian McFadden. Is he that's <laughs> Quite a few of the members of Westlife. Quite a few. I mean, okay. I understand Nikki now. Nicky and Kian, both blondes. Nicky and Kian. I Yeah. Now, see, now you're saying it. If I think of Westlife. Exception, Exception. Yeah. 
Scandinavians, they are allowed to be blonde. All blonde men that aren't Scandinavian, untrustworthy. You heard it here first. <laughs> I cannot wait. So what usually happens, guys, for reference, uh, a bit of a, like kind of backstage goss, we will record the podcast and then a few days later when you're editing, I'll be doing like the the posts for Instagram that are related to the to the show. And I cannot wait to make a digital collage of famous blonde men <laughs> that aren't Scandinavian and then just write untrustworthy over the top of it. Can't fucking wait to make that little montage. That's going to be great. I might turn into a reel. <laughs> it is a bit of a controversial take, I will admit. But I, it's a hill I'm willing to die on. Uh, yeah, I'll, do you know what? I, I'll stand at the side of the hill with a flag and be like, yeah, you should go, go on, Sinead, you can do it. I'm not coming up the hill with you, but I'll, I will... I will Observe. Yeah, yeah. Support from afar. I'll, yeah, I'll be like a, like a mum on a, on a December morning on the sideline of her Tell little boy Tell me that it doesn't football. make a little bit of sense, though. Well, I, I would do, but I can't think of any blonde men! <laughs> so I can't... Exactly exactly where are they what are they doing mm-hmm. why can't you think of any mind control they've zapped us with the men in black light haven't they mm-hmm. oh interesting what they've been doing like i said there are some exceptions sure but they are macaulay be... culkin weird they, weird <laughs> they are <laughs> to be judged on an individual basis yeah anyway okay. rosie what's your week in a sentence <laughs> you well it's quite it's it's related really um my week in one sentence is after attempting to and i quote pace myself um <laughs> last night um i am low-key quite anxious about going on holiday with you <laughs> we're going to spain next week and uh Sinead said to me a few times last night oh this is this is good practice for you for when we go on holiday and um yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried about how much I'm going to be able to handle. Uh, I'm really, I really am going to have to quote unquote pace myself in Spain. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be just one of those statistics of people that die in swimming pools, <laughs> aren't I? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You're going to have to look after me. I have an ungodly tolerance. You're so good at drinking. Wow. I don't know if that's a compliment, but you're so good at it. <laughs> so good at it i'm really really shit at it and i'm also like i tell myself i'm gonna be really good and like pace myself and then i mean i did have one pint of water in o'neill's and i'm yeah. really proud of you myself i had two whole glasses of water in bodega yes they were slightly bigger than shot glass size they it still counts they were glasses for a sylvanian family but you drank them nonetheless yeah i'm just i just um I am a good drunk if I don't drink too much. So what we need to do on holidays is just make sure I don't drink too much. Or if I yeah. do, it's over a very long period of time. Because yeah. otherwise, when we go to the House of Illusions... House of Illusion. They're going to cut me in half. <laughs> Literally. Aren't they? Oh, wow. That's my, that's my tummy going, feed me, Rosie. I'm so hungover. Um, yeah, we're going to the House of Illusion. We are going to the House of Illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't fucking wait. It's so good. I can't wait. I love stuff like that. I remember once going to a... I think it might have been like a corporate event or something. But I think it was at like a football club. And they had like a magician that just walks around and talks to you one by one. And he did like a really mediocre card trick in front of me and whoever I was with. 
And then as and he just did this card trick, and I was like, oh, that's clever. And then just before he walked away, he went, oh, um, I like your ring. And I was like, thanks. And then he walked off, and he'd removed one of my rings and put it on my other hand without me noticing. And then he just said it, it just little like, oh, I like your ring, and walked off. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, like, to this day, I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. Love it. I love magic. Amazing. I think magic is so cool. It is really cool. I'm very excited about it. Um, okay, we've got to crack on because we can't we can't fuck around here, can we? No. Um, <laughs> the time for fuckery is past. Let's have some serious talk. We're going to have some serious mum talk. Are you ready? What's the subject of the week? Kids TV. Kids TV. It's a very serious subject. This is actually something that, as a mum, you find yourself talking about a lot. Way more than you ever thought you would. And thinking about a lot yeah. as well, actually. Well, especially if you have to um, endure it right so i've had so this is gonna be interesting Sinead, because i've had this conversation with me and beth have talked a lot about kids tv Mm -hmm. and i'll talk about a thing that i just simply won't let my kids watch because it's so awful and she'll be like oh no i don't mind them watching it and then it transpires that she puts them in a different room (laughs) and i'm like well of course you let them watch whatever they want because you don't have to enjoy it yourself but we all sit in the same room so the tv that the kids watch i also have to watch so I'm very very picky and very specific about the things they can and can't watch because otherwise I'd just leave home. Yeah. So I think we'll do some like loves and hates mm-hmm. and we'll also, um, you know, put the world to rights with certain certain programmes. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll pull them apart. Yeah. And, you know, we'll pull them apart in a way that suggests... Like we pulled think... pork. Like pulled pork. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, like, we're going to pull them apart as if... That was a Peppa Pig reference, by the way. Oh. I was being clever. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. I'm too hungover for clever. <laughs> didn't get that at all. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll list, like, our favourites, the ones we don't like and the ones we do like. Yeah, can we do the ones we don't like first? Of course we can. I'm, I'm right. like, I'm chomping at the bit. If there's one thing about me, so I love being a hater. Yeah, me too. I love being a hater. So let's hate on some kids' TV. Uh, Pepper fucking pig. That is one of the only shows that I've ever thoroughly, like, completely banned from the house. Yeah. Because every time she watched it, Darcy watched it, she would start behaving like an absolute dickhead. Turn into an awful Because Pepper pig is a nasty little bitch. She is. She, she calls is. her dad fat all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's horrible to her friends. Yeah. She's horrible to her brother. We've already had the discussion about fucking Miss Rabbit and her yeah. 47 jobs. Yeah. There's quite a lot of stereotypes in it that they take the piss out of that I don't like, actually. Um, there's that um, very famous scene where she rings her friend up to see if her friend can whistle because she can't whistle. Yeah. And then she just hangs up on her <laughs> with her cold, dead eyes. Yeah because her friend can whistle instead of congratulating her like, oh well like, done Susie Sheep you can whistle fuck you hangs up the phone <laughs> I think that sums up Peppa Pig completely yeah um, yeah it's it's problematic isn't it yeah and actually I'm glad you brought up Peppa Pig first because one of the things I, I it's not a ha- it's not one I hate but I do want to mention because I believe he's in it um, it is <laughs> I was trying to think of a good phrase to describe this person. I'll see if you can guess. Uh, he is he is the COVID of BBC voice work. The guy that, um, he's wise old elf and also... <laughs> no, but he is in everything. It's Alexander Armstrong. <laughs> he's in fucking everything, isn't he? 
Who is he in Pepper? I can't remember, but he's in all. He's in loads of shit. Dougie is what I was going to say. He's Dougie. He's in Danger Mouse. He's in loads of other stuff. Mm. And then he's on every single program ever, well, and every single reason, radio show ever. Why is Brian Blessed also in Peppa Pig? Brian Blessed, Peppa Pig, David Mitchell is in yeah. some of them, isn't he? Yeah, there's some very odd people on there. But yeah, Peppa Pig is awful. Um, what do you think about Hey Dougie? I like Dougie. I like Hey Dougie. There's uh, some quite nice little music. Not a lot happens. I like the animation. Yeah. And there's some cute references that are funny to adults. There yeah. are some funny moments. I love Rolly. Rolly's great. Yes. That episode where he's um, obsessed with birds and he's just there going, birds. Love that one. <laughs> That's great. Love that episode for him. Um, but I have... So the reason I wanted to bring up Dougie first and... BBC's answer to COVID, Alexander Armstrong, um, is that I, generally speaking, and there are some exceptions which I will bring up, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, I don't allow CBeebies because so much of it is utter dog shit. I don't want to use the C word, but I, I might have to if we start talking about Bing. Uh, <laughs> Bing is Bing is up there. Bing is public enemy number two just after that. Porky little shit. Porky little shit. <laughs> yeah. Bing frazzle is... Of a, frazzle of a child. Bing um, is the whiniest little dickhead. And you know, like, the little sock puppet? You like, grow some balls. Come on. Yeah. Do your job properly. And he's always just, like, crying for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And why is the nursery teacher some sort of insect? It makes absolutely fucking no sense. It doesn't... See, I don't mind kids' programmes that don't make any sense, but they can't be fucking annoying at the same time. Yeah, that's you the have problem. to pick. Yeah, you could be weird or annoying, not both at the same time, because then you're double annoying. Bing is aw- awful. It is absolute dog shit. And I think, because we can both agree on that, that, that I think this is a good point to say if you've got a newborn baby or you're you're pregnant or you're thinking about having kids then you you should take this advice from us don't ever let your child watch Bing no, don't ever, ever let your child watch Peppa Pig no don't ever let your child watch Coco fucking Melon oh no Coco Melon is also awful we're not allowed also, it cursed not watch that no it's cursed oh it's cursed why is it cursed I just everything about it I hate and the the <laughs> Which means it must be cursed. It is cursed. Have you ever looked in the dead soulless eyes? No, I refuse to. Of the animated babies on Coco Melon? No, I refuse to. It's we, we, it's not, we won't put it on on our TV. Here's a list of other things we won't have on. I'm going to leave the worst till last. Uh, Waffle Doggy. I swear to fucking God, I'm not going to sing the theme tune to it because it will be stuck in my head for at yeah, least six months. Yeah, yeah. And that family are. Do you know what? I think I have a problem with real life um, kids' programmes that are actual humans being filmed rather than animated ones. Mm. Because generally speaking, the real life ones are on CBeebies. So they have, there's like a level of beigeness to them because they have to be super, super like non-zany, no flashy, no excitement whatsoever. So anything that happens that is exciting on one of these programmes is like, ow, waffles dropped some jam on the floor. And it's just mind-numbing yeah and i yeah. just and the other thing i can't get past is i watch these programs so we've got waffle doggy balamori swashbuckle molly and mac the topsy and fucking tim i hate them all and i think for me it's because i'm watching people act 
and for the adults in it i just think are you happy with your life you could do are you better. happy with your choices did you Was train drama at R- school worth it did you train at rada and now you're on topsy and tim how does that feel <laughs> are you aiming for more are you aiming for like luther but you got topsy and tim like what <laughs> i just feel i just feel so cringe for them that i can't look at it yeah you know what i actually do i do agree with you there but i do think there are i think that on all platforms the majority of children's programming is dog shit Mm, interesting i think a good kids tv show is like the the rare yes so i think minority i think you're probably right but i think the reason i wouldn't have originally thought that is because netflix has quite a lot of good american stuff on it so Mm. they're they're able to take their programs from all over the world some of them are french some of them are japanese and so it means that there's so much more choice that it's easier to find the good ones Mm. cbb's is bbc which means they are funded by the tories and (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just like they only have a certain thing that they can do yeah i mean there are certain things on cbb's that darcy really likes and i actually don't mind them being well i tell you what drop in a few nice ones of cbb's before i talk about the person i hate the most in the world ever is it mr tumble yes it's mr fucking tumble mr tumble has built a multi-million pound empire on being a massive cunt (laughs) yes yeah but do you know what's very telling about this right is you'll notice that in a lot of his programs he plays every single character why is that Sinead is it because no one will fucking work with him because he's (laughs) such a prick I'll do all the characters I'll I'll take Mr Tumble I'll I'll write the theme tune the theme tune I'll sing the theme tune playing all the characters like he's some guy do you know what pissed me pissed me off the most about Mr Tumble is he was on the one show as himself Justin the two two are inextricably linked yeah yeah it's weird so he was on the one show being interviewed by adults for an adult program and he was he still going hey no he was doing even worse he was talking about how important his role is as how important clowning is as as a as a physical theater thing he was basically talking about it as if it was like on par with shakespeare and how important it was um and how hard it is and how difficult it is to get clowning right and i was like you're not doing it well you're shit I mean, as a clown myself. <laughs> you can agree. I can agree. But it was like, the way he was talking about it, it was so fucking pretentious. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Tumble is my nemesis. I hate him. And I just think, like, if you could just be silly about it and be like, oh, yeah, I play a clown and I play a clown on loads of kids' programmes, fine. But the fact that he was doing this whole kind of like, oh, it's actually a very serious business, really difficult, like, fuck off. Yeah, and that's... So Darcy really likes watching um, the CBBS. Shakespeare plays, but yeah, Mr. Justin Tumble, yes, is always fucking in them. Always, always, yeah. And it's like this would be so good and so educational if if he wasn't in it. Prick wasn't in it. But Darcy loves a program on CBeebies called Operation Ouch. I've never heard that. Two twins that are both doctors, like doctors in real life. Oh, it's the um, Zane and. What's his face? No, uh, Van, Van, Zan, and Zander and I know who you mean. Something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Someone like, else. They do adult programs as well. They're like proper doctors, aren't they? Yeah. yeah so yeah, they're real doctors, yeah. but it's not like it. 
explains it all in a, like an age appropriate way for kids mm. but it doesn't shy away from the fact that doctors do, like do operations and yeah. they see lots of blood so they actually show footage of operations happening and stuff do you know what and i think this is this is hitting the nail on the head for me here the reason why that's a good program is because they're not they're not acting like children around children. They're not tr- treating kids like they're little fucking babies. They're going, mm-hmm. oh, maybe these kids are a bit smarter than we're giving them credit for. Yeah. And we can give them, like, smart answers to things. Yeah. Mr. Tumble is like, I'm actually a professional clown and I take my job very, very seriously, but I'm going to treat you pricks like you're all babies. hmm I hate him so much. I hate his stupid little face. I hate the stupid sounds he makes. I ha- I've heard... Oh my god, that's just reminded me. I didn't even write this down. Someone told me, and again, this could be one of those like Chinese whispers, but someone told me that he refuses to learn sign language. And so when he does sign language on something special, he does it off like an auto cue or someone tells him what to do because I'm not learning it properly. <sighs> yeah? What an asshole. Yeah, this is a Mr. Tumble hate society. I think he's, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. What? There could be a lawsuit set against me. Yeah, no, we're, I'm not gonna okay, say. Yeah, we're gonna be I'm not gonna say but we do not want. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking. Um, okay, yeah, I just generally don't like CBBS. We we stay away from it. But there is one. There's one particular one I really like. On CBBS. On CBBS. I'm gonna mention it in a little while because I'm gonna give you a format point that I've done secretly, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop it on you, Sinead, Yeah. And see how you get on with it. Okay. But first of all, I would like to list a few things I like. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're things that I don't know if a lot of parents... This will rely on your child not being too anxious about TV shows because I know some kids can't do... Like, uh, like a level of kind of th- threat. You know when it says like... Threat. You know when it says like moderate implied threat, threat? Implied threat or like kind of scary stuff. Like some kids can deal with like scary programmes better than others, right? But Darcy hates anything that's got a baddie in it. Oh, yeah. So she's not going to like any of these. It's really annoying because I'm like, that's how you create dramatic tension yeah that's what makes a good program yeah that's why waffle doggy is shit yeah she doesn't like <laughs> waffle doggy either so there's a few i'm gonna throw out there they're probably from older kids so if you've got kids that are sort of like six plus then these are all amazing so if you've not heard of them give them a try and also if you're so sick like me sick to death of shit programs and there's some something that you can get on board with these Do all programs i like have this habit because darcy does where she will pick something and she will just watch it yeah, yeah. Over yeah. and over yeah. and over and over again. And that's why this 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 list I've compiled is like we've been through this with all of these and I'm happy for her to rewatch them because mm-hmm. they're so good. Yeah. So we've done a lot of um you know like actual research for this because we've lived it, right? I'm going to read them out. Hilda. So Hilda is a Netflix one. It's animated. Uh, Bella Ramsey is the main character. So she's mm. the voice of the main character. So that's pretty cool. And um, she's like a little girl who is at one with nature. They live in the, but they live in like this place called Trollberg. So there's lots of like um, mythical creatures, like trolls and giants and things like that. And she has to move into the city, which is walled, um, which she doesn't want to do because she likes nature. And it's her and her friends going on adventures that involve trolls and shit. But it's Ooh. really good. And it's got a really lovely kind of vibe about kind of how you look after nature and how you interpret things that people might be scared of that actually you shouldn't be scared of and things like that really mm-hmm. good um kipo is a i believe it's like it's kind of anime style really cool i won't say any more about it, it's just wicked dead end is really good and dead end is good because it introduces um uh same-sex um relationships 
um, and but but for kids, which is really nice, they do it in a really really good way, which I really like. Glitch text is really cool. Glitch text is where these two kids who work for a company that go out and it's set in the future and glitches are basically where computer programs have gone wrong and they're causing havoc and they have to go and like sort it out so it's like they're going sorting out like a naughty little robot robot <laughs> fish that's like chomping up houses and stuff oh that's cool uh what else gravity falls is very funny um ah teen titans go teen titans go is an example of a very american program it's mm-hmm. very over the top it's a bit like it's got that sort of Johnny Bravo vibe about it. Yes. Overly American, but because it's like so well produced, it is genuinely very funny. Mm. And it's so good, in fact, that one episode they go, so they're really simple kind of animated characters, but in some episodes they'll do like a weird animation. So they'll change to like an 80s animation. So in this particular episode, they're like an 80s version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's a song in it, which is called Night Begins to Shine. Mm-hmm. And it's CeeLo Green. And it's really fucking good. It's a great song. It's like a proper 80s kind of 80s vibe tune. It's great. Ooh. So check that out. I will. Um, and then I'm not going to mention any more. I'm not going to list any more. I just want to talk about how unrealistic Paw Patrol is. I mean, if you believe that all cops are bastards, don't let your children watch Paw Patrol. I have screenshotted a meme which I saw this morning. Glorification which, of the police. Um, which is so funny because I was literally writing about Paw Patrol when this came up on my Instagram. It said, me to my three-year-old. Now, sweetheart, I know Chase the police put from Paw Patrol seems nice, but he is what we call a class traitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so problematic. For me, it's this idea that well, maybe it's not as unrealistic the way that our government is spending money currently, but this idea that the mayor of the town that the pups live in is clearly giving all of their money to the Paw Patrol. Yes. And yet, every single day, Mayor Humdinger does something to fuck shit up. Yeah. Why don't they just put him in a prison? <laughs> yeah. Instead of trying to teach him a lesson, I'm like, oh, we'll forgive you this time, mate. Come on. Yeah, I don't think we need to teach our children about forgiveness. Not not for pricks like Mayor Humdinger. No. I'm sorry, but it's just it's just madness, and I, I they really annoy me. And also the, uh, the idea that there's like... Well, to begin with, it was like there was one female dog, yeah. and she was covered in pink and was very girly, and like a girly dog. That really annoyed me. Yeah, and I think Paw Patrol, to me feels less like a tv show and more like just a central point for making merchandise yes like there's no there's no thought or effort put into the plot lines no they just have to keep it running so they can keep selling loads of poor control shit so they keep making fucking pajamas yeah yeah you're so right um and you there's some instances where that happens but it's happened the other way round almost so it's like they've created a tv show based on a thing that sold really well and gone well we can continue this mm. fair enough because it's like they're being quite obvious about it but they started with paw patrol it started shit it never got any better it continues to be shit and they continue putting paw patrol pajamas in asda 
and they're always like six pounds more than the normal pajamas, mm-hmm. or like a Paw Patrol croc that's five pounds more. All that shit. So annoying. I actually have two honourable mentions for kids Netflix shows. Okay. Maybe three. Um, Darcy seems to be very interested in science. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a program on Netflix called Brain Child, where each episode that they insane. they explore. <laughs> A different so one of the episodes is about um like your dreams and why we dream Interesting. and things like that so it's all about science and it's like real actual science yeah i like that and then there's another one called emily's wonder lab where it's a lady called emily and they do lots of different scientific experiments oh, that sounds pretty cool and she also likes a program called ada twist scientist i've heard of that one um, yeah, I've heard of that one. Where it's Ada Twist, who is a scientist, Iggy Peck, who is an architect. These children are, are all like six. And then Rosie Revere, who is an engineer. Yeah, I, that could not be further from the truth. <laughs> but then it's got great representation of women in STEM because yes. Rosie Revere's mum is a pilot. That's pretty cool. And Ada Twist's mum does something else that's like very interesting. What's that one on CBeebies? Is it Maddie? The one, the one that she's like a motorbike person. Oh Is yeah, that... Maddie's uh, something about. Can it move? <laughs> Maddie's, Maddie's, can it move? Hang on, <laughs> That's hang on. One. Maddie's, can it move? No, it can't be that. Hang on, I did see this earlier. Let me find it. And I'm gonna. The reason I'm gonna bring this up is because. Did you know that um, the darkness did the theme tune for it? Is it Grace's Amazing Machines? It, I think it's Grace's Amazing... Yeah. Not Maddie's Can It Move. <laughs> Maddie's Can It Move. Where did I get that from? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. I'm just going through all the... No, I can't find it. Anyway, yeah. Um, Maddie's Can It Move. That's pretty cool. Um, I've just I've just um, swiped past one here that I remember that is absolutely awful. Do you remember Lazy Town? Yeah, Lazy Town was terrifying. I d- yeah, I don't know how. Didn't Robbie about... Rotten die in real life? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. I'm sure one of them wasn't like got arrested for something as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. Um, I want to I want to drop my format point now, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about we're going to talk about programs we watched. Yeah. Right. So, because I, the reason I want to do this is because I've I've added a, a list of TV shows that are on now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've done is I've I've applied them to a different type of drug. Okay. Um, it, to best describe them. Yeah. So, what do you think in the night garden might be? Acid. Yeah. <laughs> in the night garden is acid. If you're an acid and you're watching the night garden, I don't think you'd ever come out of it. Macapaca. It's fucking terrifying. But it's like, the format is insane, right? It but makes absolutely, it, absolutely no sense. sense. But what doesn't make any more sense to me is they've got these weird kind of Teletubby kind of creatures that bob about and they're all a bit weird. They've got weird sound effects. That in itself is batshit. But then every so often it kind of like pans up to some weird animated birds on a yeah. tree that just start squawking. Yeah. And they're like real life birds that have been made to look like computer birds. Where the fuck did they come? Why are they there? I don't know. They don't need to be there. Well, I remember watching in the night garden when Darcy was a baby because I think she found the noises soothing. This was after she got out of her watching 300 every single day. Of course. Phase. Yeah. Um, 
And I was just, you know, when you're so tired, it feels yeah. like you've done drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was watching, fully engrossed in in the night guard, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Insane. Absolutely I want to know. Insane. I think. I want to know everything, please. I want to be in on these board meetings where they're deciding yeah. what's happening on in the night guard. Do they just get out a big. Who's silver, pitching it? Silver platter full of drugs, and they're yeah. like, Take all these. Draw some pictures. Draw some pictures. <laughs> Get back to me in 12 hours. You draw some pictures. Here's some drugs for you. Write some stories. <laughs> Bang, put them but together. But there's not even a story. There's not even stories. Oh, uh, this one's got a blanket. Oh, and now there's a weird machine that looks like it's come from Willy Wonka that's going around. I don't understand it. It's the Ninky Nonk. Oh, they've got such weird names. I the other th- isn't the other there's like a flying weird vehicle and then a yes. round one and one's Floating called a ninky nonk and one's called like a plinky plonk or something. I can't. I can't even. I would like to know the psychology behind it because there must be. It's you know it's BBC right. There has to have been a lot of like child child psychology and child development stuff gone into like the making of this because otherwise they genuinely are just giving out drugs on a platter. I think so. I reckon that the BBC on the down low has quite a significant drug problem drug budget drug budget it's for the kids mate it's for the little boys and girls <laughs> yeah in the night garden is insane and i defy anyone to make sense of it because it's just in fact i think what we need to do like we could do a study can't we where we get a, a group of, say, five people to drop some acid and watch in the night garden and write down their thoughts. And see who never comes out of the trip. Yeah. See which one ends up in a home. It'll be all of them. Pretending to be a sunflower for the rest of his days. <laughs> yeah. But to be, I, I would like their notes. Imagine if their notes were like, um, Matt, like Einstein equations. And the answer to the equation is like the theory of like a child's brain developing. And it's like, oh, actually, you know, if you're on acid, it makes complete sense. Here's a, <laughs> here's a novel to prove it. And it's like yeah, a, a massive wad of paper. Um, okay, so next drug, MDMA. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have seen this programme. But if you haven't, I'll be able to tell you why it's MDMA. Mm. It's on Netflix. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so I've gone with Steven Universe. Have you seen Steven Universe? No. Steven Universe is another great animated show that is really beautifully animated. It's got a really nice vibe to it. Steven Universe is like part... Like part... Ah. Not part superhero, but basically part superhero. But all the other kind of magic people in it are different crystals. Okay. So there's like an amethyst and there's and they're all different but they're all kind of different hit they've all got different powers and they can also join together to make new crystals. Oh. And he's he like lives at home with his dad but then he's also does these weird crystals things. Mhm. Um at, but it's just really lovely. It's like it's not too exciting and flashy but it's got a kind of like sci-fi element to it. It's got nice morals and it's genuinely like feel good, lots of love. Mm. so that's why i feel like it's mdma because it's not like it's not like you're partying on pills for days and days and days yeah but you feel very happy about it you want more it keeps you going nice energy to it okay yeah yeah okay cocaine doggy i'll top trump you spongebob spongebob is cocaine spongebob is cocaine spongebob is cocaine yeah because i say doggy because rolly acts like he is on cocaine <laughs> yes 
all the time. Yeah. Rolly's the youngest cocaine addict on the planet. When Rolly grows up, he will be cocaine addled big tone. Yeah, yeah. Rolly's going to have... There's going to be, like, column inches about Rolly, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, Rolly's yeah. been spotted partying again with, you know... I was going to say Amy Winehouse, but God rest her soul, not her. Right, you know yeah. what I mean, though? Like, he's going to be that guy. Yeah. Um, no, Sp- it's Spongebob because it is completely batshit, but also so much fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun energy, and I just want to keep watching it. I love the music in it. Yeah. I love all the characters. Yeah. They're I really all like so much the concept fun. of Spongebob. The concept is insane, but it works. It's bonkers. Completely bonkers. And I love all of them. There's so many great memes about SpongeBob and Patrick, and it just goes to show. Why is a crab's daughter a whale? <laughs> a massive whale. What did Mr. Krabs <laughs> breed with to create that? A massive whale with a bow. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, but whoever made the decision to make SpongeBob's pet um, snail meow like a cat is a fucking genius. <laughs> It's yeah. amazing. I love it. SpongeBob's great, and you know, I've heard cocaine's pretty good too. Okay, so this I found, allegedly, allegedly, um, a word on the street. Big Tone told me. Uh, I found this one quite difficult, but I did come up with one uh, for weed, Splits, marijuana, puff, dope, whatever, <laughs> marijuana, marijuana. Oh, there's quite a lot of kids' programs that could be this. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I will, I will take any um, of your offers because I'm not, I'm not convinced on mine. Oh, should I tell you mine first, and then you can maybe base it on that, or have you got some thoughts already? You know what? I think Teletubbies is weed. Oh wow! Yeah, Teletubbies is weed because it's just gentle. It's gentle, but. But if you smoke loads of weed, there'll be like an element like one day where you feel really paranoid and that's that weird fucking lion that just bobs in every so often. You know, the wooden lion with the weird face. That's like the paranoia. That's the paranoia of weed, isn't it? Yeah, and also like there's... Teletubbies has its signature snacks. Yes! As does smoking weed. Yeah! Tubby toast and tubby custard. Cheers. Lovely bit of sunshine. Mm-hmm. Nice rolling hills. I'll take that. I put Puffin Rock. Have you seen Puffin Rock? No. Okay, so Puffin Rock is really gentle and easy, and the narrator is Chris O'Dowd. And I, I mean, love Chris O'Dowd. If I was to have a voice caressing me while smoking weed, it would be him, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a love, and it's cu- and he's cute with it as well because he's doing a kids program, and it's just about like puffins and animals on like a on an island, and just cute mm. shit happening. Really easy going. Um, it's funny in moments because it's got Chris O'Dowd as the narrator mm-hmm. but I am open to more suggestions so if anyone's got some more like if they want to put forward what TV show kids TV show do you think is, is weed? weed yeah I, I would like some answers for that please mm-hmm. um, I've got how many more have I got I think I've got two more okay yeah mushrooms I mean I would say in the night garden for mushrooms as well as acid. I'm glad you say that because it's not in the guy- night garden, but it is um, the, the same thing. Moon and me. Yeah, yeah. Moon and me is has to have been made by the same people as in the night yeah, garden. Yeah, that terrifying clown. Terrifying clown with the polo eyes, dead polo eyes. Mr. Onion. What's his the, name? Mr. Onions. Mr. Onions that just says onions. <laughs> I mean, I can't. All he said... Onions, onions, onions. Who... 
who makes this up? Oh, we'll have one of the characters is going to be a clown that's so scary that it'll be etched in, in your eyelids forever. And the way that its little legs move. Yeah, because it like... Like it's coming towards you and it's going to kill you. Yeah. But then one of the characters is an onion and only says the word onions. Yeah. One of the characters is asleep all, all of the, the time. time. But still like a still one of the main characters of the show. Yeah. I can't... It's just madness. Oh, what smoothie making? I wonder what they've put in it. Raspberries, kiwi, maybe a bit of spinach. What's the What's the scary clown's name? I'm trying to think. I'm going to have to look it up because it's Mr. Onions. Absolutely terrifying. Um, and then there's a mini version of the the main character. Yeah. Isn't there? Peppy Nana, and then there's Little Nana, yeah. who's like a little flea. Sleepy Dibolo, the one that doesn't wake up. Sleepy <laughs> Dibolo. Um, I've got I've got the clown. Even the name is terrifying. Collie Wobble. Yes. Collie, Collie Wobble. Wobble the clown. Horrific. I, I can't. I can't. You know what? Stephen King couldn't even come up with Collie Wobble the clown. Look at this picture. Look, it's absolutely terrifying. I'm not going to sleep tonight. It's awful. Collie Wobble is scarier than Pennywise. I think if you've not seen, if you've not got kids and you don't know what we're talking about, just go onto Google and type in Moon and Me Collie Wobble. Collie is spelled C-O-L-L-Y and Wobble. And tell me you're not terrified. This is a show that's aimed at preschool children. Mm -hmm. This is the sort of thing babies watch and you're telling me that that's not going to have a detrimental effect to their mental health when they're adults. It's had a detrimental effect on my mental health, I can tell you that, for nothing. For nothing. Okay, last one. Um, and this is a big one. This was really, like, this is big, big boy. Heroin. Ooh. Ooh. And again, I'm open to offers here, but I'm quite happy with my decision. I think that's really difficult. Yeah, it is. It is difficult. Because it... Because it arguably has to be the best one and it has to have an element of like addiction to it, like you want to keep watching it. Mm. And it also has to be a bit weird. So based on those three things, what do you think I'm going to say? And I'll give you a clue. It is on CBeebies, despite me completely slating it for the last hour. It is on CBeebies? Yeah. Ooh. It's animated and it's mad. Oh, I don't know. Sarah and Duck. Quack. Sarah and Duck. Quack. It's yeah. so beautiful. We've never really watched Sarah and oh, Duck. Oh, honestly, honestly, we watch it now because we thought Lola would like it. Ramona, like, pisses herself laughing every time she watches it. She loves it. It is beautiful. It's got such lovely sentiment to it. It's really arty. Mm. Her next door neighbours are a boy called Plate Boy and he's got a pet flamingo. And the, <laughs> of course. And the Ribbon Sisters... Who are like they look like the t they look like nice versions of the girl in the ring, but there's two of them. But they wear massive sunglasses and they just run around with ribbons. And every time they come on, there's like a like a weird like penny whistle playing. I love the music in Sarah and Duck. I said to Dave the other day, I I really want to be like a fly on the wall in the music department at the BBC at the people who have to do the Sarah and Duck music because they must just have the most wild time because yeah. it's all really weird and odd and it's like they meet planets and clouds and they go into like weird they go into like a bouncy ball factory mm. it's so beautiful and the characters are funny they're adorable the guy who narrates it, who's like quite a famous actor, I think he usually plays his like plays like policemen in like sixties <laughs> cop dramas, but his voice is amazing. 
I think it's... I'm putting it up there as one of my favourite TV shows ever. Oh. Yeah. I love it because it's so weird as well. And also it's like... It's one of those programmes because it's on the BBC. You watch it and you go, this couldn't be made anywhere else but by a group of people in London. Yeah. It's so London. Yeah. And I love that for it. And I love the music. I love the Ribbon Sisters. I love the... There's like a... There's an old lady. I can't remember what her name is, but she knits and she's got a bag. And the bag just like rips the shit out of her all the time. So she'll say things wrong and he'll be like, no, you mean this. And then if she ever drops the bag, he goes, oh, me contents. <laughs> it's mad. It's completely mad. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, Sarah and Duck is my heroine. Oh, I, you know what? Do you I, have one? I don't think I do. But, I mean, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I think that's a sign that you're not watching, watching too much TV. And I think this goes back to what you were saying about putting it on in a, in a different room do you do that with darcy yeah you put it on in a different room yeah okay um yeah we just don't have that option it's like we have our we have our space that we all kind of we have our living space and that's it so they only get a certain amount of screen time and and that has to be we do let them watch absolute dog shit sometimes. Yeah. Like that miraculous one, that French miraculous one. Have you seen that? The, the Lady, the Lady Bird. Bird thing. Oh god, I hate it so much. But it's like we have to, we have to mainly watch programs that me and Dave can like legit deal with because otherwise yeah. we'd go insane. Um, I'm going to put this to you as one of the best ideas I've ever heard, and uh-huh. I really hope again, if MI Five are listening, great. But also, if there's any CEOs of TV, like uh, hopefully the CEO of BBC is listening. Yeah, I'm sure they are, um, because uh, my friend Sarah, uh-huh. um, shout out to Crafty So and So, she's an amazing seamstress, and you should go and check out the Crafty So and So. So Sarah has had a wonderful idea, and I don't know why this hasn't hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. She thinks that on all streaming services, especially for kids TV, you should be able to make playlists like on Spotify. Yes. How good would that be if yeah. you could make a playlist of TV shows? So that you don't have to sit and watch the same program for three hours in a, in a row. Yeah, but then you forget the thing. This is a great idea, but the thing that it doesn't account for is the fact that children are maniacs and they want and the repetition. Yeah, they want the repetition. It. Yeah, that's so true. That's why they make them short and they make so many of them. Hey up. Yeah, that's very true. But for, I mean, for me, I think that'd be great. It would be great. I'm going to create your Thursday afternoon. Um, Netflix playlist. Yeah, and I think there's a definitely a difference in the way that children consume TV now, as opposed to how we did as children. Because now yes. they have all of it, all of it at their fingertips, all of the time, all the time. Yeah. Where I got like whatever was on CITV on a Saturday morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. or CBBC. Yeah. They were the two options. Yeah. Because we didn't have like. Disney Channel or Nickelodeon no. or anything like no. that. No, and you watched it in the order that they put it on, and it was literally like, that's yeah. what you get. This is, I'm so sorry, but I have just got to give one more recommendation because the best TV show I've left out. Uh-huh. It's called The Rubbish World of Dave Spud. And the reason I was reminded of it is because he said CITV. It's on CITV. The Rubbish World of Dave Spud is about a, uh, a family who live in a flat in Grimsby. It's animated. Um, and loads of weird shit happens to them. The voice of Dave Spud is Johnny Vegas. The voice of his, <laughs> the voice of his mum who is a lorry driver with chest hair, is Philip Glenister. <laughs> the grandma, who mainly says knickers over and over again, is Jane Horrocks. And the music is by Basement Jacks. 
that's wild it's fucking brilliant it's so good and actually that has to that has to be mushrooms because it's insane but it's really funny so everyone i don't care if you have no kids loads of kids babies like you don't need them to be involved in this go and watch dave spud for yourself because it's brilliant it's so funny <laughs> anyway back to the hazy days of when we were young and we'd get home from school and early stick, 2000s tv stick biker grove on biker 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 grove <laughs> I, I was trying to think of like programs that I used to watch when I was a kid, which ones I really liked. And then you mentioned one that you want to go into detail about. And it just reminded me of just how mad it was. Do you want to say it? Rosie and Jim. Rosie and fucking Jim. Yeah. Wild. The concept of Rosie and Jim is like two ragdolls that live on a canal boat. And harass the the canal boat owner to no end. Come on, Jim. What's his fucking name? Because the canal boat owner changes several times during the course. Yes, yeah, because he probably died. He yeah. was so ancient. <laughs> so at first it was. Uh, I don't remember that. John names. who steers the boat. John who steers the boat. Yeah, and then Pete maybe. Maybe, but yeah. And then then the, then they got a lady boat driver. Oh, I don't remember that whose name I believe was Pat. My favourite thing about Rosie and Jim, because honestly, when I was a little kid, this blew my mind, is at the beginning of every episode, he draws a river, he draws a canal. Yeah. But he gets two pens. And he goes and like he draws this, the yes. canal with the two pens. And I just remember every time I watched Rosie and Jim, which was all the fucking time, just being like, that's so clever. <laughs> that's so clever. Are what you a genius. Have... My nana got me a Rosie and Jim video. Mm-hmm in a charity shop when I was a kid yeah and it had two or maybe three episodes on it yeah and one they go to a windmill where they're making flour great another one they go to the supermarket I tell you what bloody crazy times weren't they and they bully John into taking them to the supermarket and he's like no Rosie and Jim we just we're not going to the supermarket. Do you know what's very similar to that? This is how wild these days were. Do you remember Brum? Yes. Brum was like the little yellow car that used to sneak off out of the workshop and go to the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brum's, Brum's being a cheeky little bastard and he's left his <laughs> workshop. What's he going to do? <gasps> he's going to cross a bridge. But I, the reason that I was reminded of Rosie and Jim was because I saw a tweet that says... The way Rosie and Jim lived on Pat's canal boat rent-free, laughed at her drawing pictures of them, <laughs> mocked her appearance, and phoned her up with demands and harassed her constantly. If our Pat tried to tell anyone, she'd be sectioned on the spot. And <laughs> it's so true. And that's because, like, I think that is what Rosie and Jim is. It's, it's like the, the inner workings of someone who genuinely thinks that those toys come to life and demand them to take take her to the supermarket. But I do think Rosie and Jim is like really, very, very calming. You know, the yeah. beginning when they draw the picture with yeah. the two pens. As a child, it's very calming. And I guess that's the same as like in the night garden because now it's very unnerving, quite problematic. But as, as a kid... As an adult, it's like, why are these two sinister ragdolls doing this and it really boils down to this driving the canal boat driver the reason it's sinister is to insanity an adult has come up with that concept yeah. of going that seems like a good idea 
Yeah. And then when you think about it, it's fucking terrifying. The other thing I want to bring up about Rosie and Jim is, I don't know if you've noticed, but my name's Rosie. So um, <laughs> one of the things I got at school was the Rosie and Jim theme tune sung to me constantly. It was either that sang at me. It would have oh, been oh, very fu- funny. It was fucking funny. If you ended up married to a man called a Jim. Or living on a canal boat. I did want to live on a canal boat for a while, actually. Of course you did, Of course Rosie. I did. I'm Rosie. Um, the other thing I got is my second name's Johnson. So people sometimes used to call me like Johnson's Baby Wipes. <laughs> Because bullying at primary school was really, it was really hard. It was very hard. <laughs> I was a big, brave girl, I was. Um, what else did we watch? Do you remember Count Ducula? No. That was old school. That was quite, I think that was before your time. And also, um, Bucky O'Hare. Hey, Captain Bucky O'Hare. That was like a mutant rabbit. No. And he had a really f- fit pink girlfriend rabbit who had like a gem on her head and I used to dress up as her. One that sticks out in my mind and for some reason I specifically remember it being on Channel 5 of a Sunday morning. Mm. It was called Round the Twist. Oh my God. I've been to the Round, Round the Twist lighthouse. Of fucking course you have. It's terrifying. Like these... Is it, are they an Australian family that all yes. live in yeah. a lighthouse? Yeah. For and some weird, reason. Weird shit happens. Yeah. Like the one where his his pants, like, I don't know if it's his penis or his pants go weird and they, it propels him through the water. Yeah. It's a kid's show. Yeah. Have you ever, ever felt like this? When strange things happen, are you going round the twist? Insane. There's one where they have an out, outside toilet and it's got a ghost in it. Yeah. So weird. So weird. Do you remember the one where the lady just flew that little spotty plane around? Yeah, yeah I remember the spotty plane. And she had the dog? Yeah. Well, um, uh, it was the lady who was Did also it come in... outside? It could well have been. My brother really liked that one. It was the lady who used to be in Open All Hours, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Um, I quite liked um, the scary ones, Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. I used to love... It's great. Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. Oh, I didn't see that. I think I was too old for that. It was great. It was um, absolutely wonderful. Demon Headmaster. I was fucking terrified so scared. of that show. So scared. It's back on now. I think they've got a new version. <laughs> I actually do have funny stories to tell about kids tv do you remember raven on cbbc (laughs) do i remember raven of course i do so it's like a game show right yes so when i was at university we went out for halloween yeah and we had obviously hadn't thought about our costumes in advance because we were idiots you were students yeah and I was like, I'm going to be Mia Wallace. So I was Mia Wallace. We dressed my friend Ryan up as Carl Drogo, but he yeah. was like pound shop Carl Drogo. So he had this very cheap wig and we f- fake tanned him, but his fake tan didn't pop until the yeah, next day. Oh no. So I went downstairs and I was like, oh, jump scare. But anyway, Ryan was Carl Drogo, which involved him going out in October with no top on. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... So we've walked into the bar. The first person Ryan sees is someone that we thought was dressed as Jon Snow. And obviously, Ryan being also dressed as a Game of Thrones character was like, hey, Jon Snow. And the guy kind of swished his cloak around. Do you remember Raven had that ring? Yes. He was, And he went, actually, I'm Raven. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she the, the Raven ring. Wing. But he, he had, like, the full outfit, like... He was proper cosplaying, wasn't he? He was cosplaying Raven. I wonder how he feels now to know that the guy who plays Raven is now in Molly and Mac. <laughs> and he plays, I think he plays one of Molly's dads. 
and he's like or uncle or something and he runs a like second hand shop in near Glasgow <laughs> something very gothic about that isn't there actually I'm raven actually I'm raven oh god you have the loser. hair as well yeah the black hair yeah oh do you know what that's like the that's like the UK equivalent of people dressing up as like the matrix in like a long leather jacket isn't it that's <laughs> yeah. like the matrix look it's very niche very niche I don't know why in in the height of Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 that's so true. You would so make true. that choice, yeah, knowing yeah. that you looked like someone from Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then having to then make the choice constantly No, no, correct. I'm sticking with it, I'll be Raven. I'm Raven. <laughs> I am Raven. What did he say? What was the thing he used to say? He's Scottish, isn't he? Yeah. He had a catchphrase that I was quite funny. It's so funny. And another so good funny. one was Jungle Run. I never saw Jungle Run. It was on C... ITV. It was the ITV one. Yeah. They had to like same kind of concept. And another one, I remember there being a lot more gunge and slime. Get your own back, Dave Benson Phillips. Do you remember those days? Yes, I remember those days. They were great. Yeah, the gunge is fucking terrifying though. Who? Mr. Blobby. Oh god. Yeah. No, I never liked. I never liked Mr. Blobby. Even when I was a kid, I didn't think it was funny. I don't find it funny at all. The Something. only one I find funny, the only one I find funny, is that they've turned that they've turned the clip of him coming into this morning into a meme. Into a meme where it's like, "This is me when I wake up, when I've had no sleep with the kids, and he's like knocking everything over." This is me when I walk in after a night out. That yeah, is very that's funny. That's funny, but like Mr. Blobby, not, himself, not, not funny. funny, not funny. But something about me wants to shag him. No. Okay. Good. 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 Um, the song that was number one when I was born. Was Mr. Blobby? Was the Mr. Blobby song. Oh, God. That's sad, isn't it? It really is. I feel like it's set a precedent. And it's one of the, it's one of those things as well that people, it's like, oh, that's a fun thing to ask. What, oh, what song did you have? What song was number one when you were born? And you're like, Mr. Blobby. Next question. <laughs> but my uncle, his birthday is on Christmas Day. Yeah. So the song that was number one when he was born was like, I think it's the Slade Christmas. Like, Amazing. Whichever Christmas song is yeah. the Slade one. Yeah. So he's like, my birthday's on fucking Christmas Day. Of course, it's a Christmas song. It's a Christmas song. Why are you asking me this I'd stupid love that. question? I'd be well happy with that to have Slade. I think mine's... Um, I can't remember what mine is. Um, I think we should stop talking because we've run our mouths, as we said we weren't going to do. Um, have you got... Uh, okay, so for loves and loathes, yeah. my love and my loathe are connected, so I need to do them at the same time. Okay. So shall I start with my love and loathe of the week? Yeah. My love of the week is Leicester Band Easy Life. Yeah. And my loathe of the week, can you guess? Easy group. Easy group. <laughs> Easy jet. A bastards. So for anyone who's been hiding under a rock and don't know about this, there is a lovely band from Leicester called Easy Life. They're amazing. Very great band. They're a great band. And they're lovely boys as well. Mm-hmm. Really lovely boys. Um, and Easy Jet, the huge corporation um, and spineless, disgusting cretins mm-hmm. are suing Easy Life. For, for the name easy copyright life. infringement yeah. for the word easy because apparently the word easy is copyrighted by easyjet yeah and um essentially they're just doing like scare tactics and sort of bullying them into it because um easy life can't afford like a good lawyer to take it to court i mean it, they, i think it they said them. it will cost like 
upwards half of a half a million, million yeah. pounds and that would financially ruin them they can't afford it so they're just going to have to give in it's disgusting it makes me so angry mm-hmm. and so for anyone listening who doesn't know about easy life please go and check them out show them some support yeah give money to their crowdfunder if you can uh share their story like do loads of like stories where you at easyjet and tell them that they're absolute pricks yeah because we need to keep the news story going so that pe- like more people do stuff about it because it's absolutely insane. It's fucking ridiculous. To have the audacity to think that you're you're you know important enough to say well actually the word easy is actually mine. It's, it's not just it's not by the way. It's just corporate bullying. It is. And they're they, like they've done fuck all wrong. What what kills me is that the the guy that like the easy group guy mm. has referred to Murray from Easy Life as the brand thief the brand thief the brand thief this is a this is a guy by the way who put a story out the other day the guy from easy life about the whole thing to say thank you to his fans for like doing and he was literally tearing up because he was so upset by it and he was like i'm terrified and you're calling him a brand thief because their name is easy life fuck you i'm so angry about it it makes me really mad yeah it really does make and me i don't know what well. i don't know what i can do other than tag joe lysett in it and be like come on joe you need to change your name to easy jet <laughs> joe, joe lysett if you're listening please please help um but yeah i really hope that something happens to get them sort get it sorted because it just is disgusting mm-hmm. agreed what's your love of the week my love of the week is tequila oh god of course it is <laughs> god, it's not mine right now <laughs> Because I have found, after many years of trial and error, oh yeah, found that tequila is the the spirit that suits me best. Well, it's the only it's the only um, alcoholic beverage that's an upper, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. I hated tequila for such a long time. I can only just tolerate it now. And oh, I just kicked a fan. Um, not like a fan girl, like an <laughs> actual fan. <laughs> we keep a fan in the studio at all times, so we can just kick, kick them. them. Yeah, just when we get angry about stuff. Um, yeah, I used to hate tequila, but now I like it in drinks. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I find that if I stick to pro- drinking predominantly tequila, I don't really get that hungover. Oh my god, I wish I could say the same. And I fucking love margaritas. Yeah, I had that one last night with the chili around the side. That mm. was sick. Yeah, I liked a spicy margarita. Very into that. What's your loathe of the week? My loathe of the week is Rishi Sunak. Oh, he's my loathe of the week. Every, every week. Every week, every second of every day, every millisecond, every moment, he is my loathe. Yeah. I think there are very few people in this world that I would want to fight more than him. Yeah. And he's microscopic. Oh, yeah, I so I'm sure yeah, that yeah. I could beat him up. Yeah, yeah. Because I think th- this is the thing, right? With. Like, the fact that he has now started running his mouth about trans people... How fucking dare you? It just shows me how desperate he is. Like, yeah. He's trying to pander to a really hateful minority. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that he's trying to cover it up and say, it's just common sense. Biological sex is science. It's just yeah. common sense. It's... Fuck off. And you have absolutely no right or qualification to have an opinion on that, I, I actually, Rishi. Rishi Sunak has ever met a trans person or a poor person. No. No, of course not. He and makes sure they're wiped off the street before <laughs> he walks down it. 
And it just makes me so angry that the people that are in charge of this country are not representative of the people that live in this country at all. No, and I don't think they ever do if it's a Tory government. They never have and they never will. You know what? Even the majority of Labour MPs... There's a lot of them that are no better. Mm -hmm. We are truly fucked. MPs at large are predominantly... Arseholes? Privileged white men. Privileged white men who think they know better. Yeah. And they absolutely don't. And I think that the... He could so easily have just not fucking said that. Yeah, but there's so... He's, but he is purposely adding yeah. fuel to the fire. He's created so much shit for himself that he's now got to say stuff that... I mean, come on. Like, why on earth would you want to put yourself on par with Lawrence Fox? Yeah. Like, the most turn. fucking deforced man yeah. that's ever existed. Yeah, what's wrong with you? You're insane. Um, yeah, I, I truly, truly hate him. And I love as well, like, the thing that I noticed the most was after what he said... So many people have shared the story of the, um, the, what would you call it? The te- not test. But there was like a survey done hmm. that found that not one person felt threatened by a trans person, person on a w- women's ward. Yeah. Not one. No. This isn't like he's found like a story about one person and decided to make it big. No one. No, no. They've lit- Nobody. He's literally fucking delusional he's plucked yeah. this from thin air yes, plucked it out of his ass and decided to run with it like who who do you think you are oh tell me about it mate tell me about it um uh, on that note i think we should go but can yeah. we all remind you if you're still listening <laughs> to please buy tickets for the big milf night out that's please still happening do. and please share if we put things out about it please share it Tell your friends, bring your friends down. That's the easiest thing you can do is just share it so more people see it. That's all we ask of you. And it's free. Yeah, it's free. And then if you want a ticket, you'll have a great night because we've been working behind the scenes and I'm, I mean, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a fucking lot of work. But the backbone of it, I'm quite pleased with. Yeah, me too. I think we're going to be quite good. (laughs) I'm not drinking tequila the night before, that's for sure. (laughs) Might drink tequila on the night though. Oh yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's fine um yeah please check out the milf the big milf night out which is on sunday the 3rd of december at the big difference on high street in leicester mm-hmm. opposite the queen of bracket yeah coincidentally maybe big tone will come big tone could be our doorman couldn't he yeah that would be fun maybe he could uh, give us some cocaine out of his pocket with a straw <laughs> maybe he could <laughs> thanks so much everyone we will see you soon thanks for listening bye, bye. bye.